1: Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck Today Check podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about tips for selling on Poshmark. I've been selling on Poshmark uh, since 2018, and that's actually you know the platform that I started reselling on. I think I mentioned in one of our first episodes that one of the first items that I had listed were a couple of Lily Pulitzer dresses that I purchased final sale. They sell the tags on them and I decided that I didn't need them. So I needed a way to sell them and kind of recoup some of my money. And after I sold those items, that's what sparked my interest in finding more items to sell specifically on Poshmark. And since then, Poshmark has actually added a ton of different categories besides clothing and shoes and accessories that you can list and sell on their platform. So today we're going to get into a bunch of tips that I've kind of come across over the years of selling on this platform that have really helped me in my reselling business. And I've been trying to get Liz to cross list on Poshmark for... When did we meet each other in 2020? Yeah. So okay. <clears throat> two years ago. Um, so maybe this episode will finally get her to cross list on Poshmark. We'll see what happens.
0: Yes, and I have not listed anything on Poshmark. I have on Makari, but Poshmark is completely foreign to me. So Ashley's going to be in charge of this episode, but I'm going to be sitting here listening to everything she has to say. I do want to start listing on Poshmark because I know I have some items that I feel like will be really good on there, but I'm also going to be asking a lot of
1: questions. (laughs) No problem. I'll do the best that I can to answer them for you. So the first thing to know about Poshmark is that if you're coming from eBay or Amazon or another reselling platform, it is insanely easy to list on there. It's one of my favorite things about the platform as a whole. Um, it takes so much less time and you can also draft items as well. So I really use that to my advantage. I create a bunch of drafts and then list you know, throughout the week. We've spoken before about tips for eBay And consistency is key on this platform also. Um, And it also just gets you into that habit of listing consistently, which I think helps. It's a habit. It's like a muscle that you're building. So the more you list every day, the more you're just going to get into that habit of listing every day. And that helps build your closet up little by little. So listing consistently, just like on any other platform is the first tip that we have. And I know that it sounds... A little basic, but you'd really be surprised if you get really honest with yourself. How few people are actually truly consistent with their listing? I feel like a lot of resellers do that, you know, maybe twice a week, bulk listing day, and they're listing 30, 50, maybe 100 items instead of spreading that out throughout the week. And that consistency of listing daily is what's going to help you on these platforms.
0: With the, you're saying you can put them into drafts. Are you able to schedule posts like you can on eBay?
1: You cannot schedule your drafts to be published on their own, like automatically. You just have to go in and hit the publish button, but you can do it from mobile very easily, desktop very easily. It takes two seconds to do and, you know, making the actual listing is of course the hard part. So hopefully at some point soon, Poshmark will come up with the ability for us to publish drafts, you know, or schedule them automatically uh, to publish, but that's not something that they offer right now. All right. So the next tip is pricing your items strategically on this platform by using the pricing filters that Poshmark already has in place. So those filters that people will use on the left side of the screen. If you're on the desktop version, the pricing filters are items that are listed under $25, $25 to $50, $50 to $100, $100 to $250, $250 to $500, and $500 plus. So for example, if you're going to price something at $45, just bump it up to $50 because then it's going to fall into the 25 to 50 pricing category, as well as the 50 to hundred pricing category. So if someone's using those filters to search for, let's say a Meadwell sweater, and it's priced at $50, you're going to hit both of those categories. So you have more of an opportunity for your item to be seen versus if you price it at 45, it's only going to show if that person clicks that 25 to $50 category. Does that make sense? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. If you're close to those price points, it makes it very easy. And if you're not, that's okay, too. But you know, it's just something to consider when you're pricing your items. If you're close to one of those filters, I guess is what you would say. Yeah, if you're close to one of those numbers, then just bump it up or knock it down a couple dollars to make it fit. All right, so the next tip that we have for you guys is to price your items with room to offer discounts, lower your prices, and send out offers. What this means, there's a couple different strategies you can use on Poshmark. There's a feature. It's liking an item. There's a little heart icon next to each item that is listed. A lot of people use this feature for different reasons. Some buyers will use it to bookmark it to come back later. Um, Some people that are interested in the item will use that feature because they want you to send an offer to them, a lower offer. Then you have sellers who will also use this feature to bookmark the item to come back and look Mm -hmm. at later. Maybe they have a similar item and they need some information, Mm -hmm. some data from your listing to create their own listing, or they're interested in how you're pricing it, etc. So a lot of people on Poshmark will send out offers to likers as soon as someone likes their item. I personally do not do this. There are tools available that we'll get into later that will do this for you automatically. So it doesn't take as much time out of your day to send out those offers. But what I do is I wait for Closet Clearout Days, which is a promotion that Poshmark does a couple of times a week. And the best part about Closet Clearout is that if you send out offers during this promotion, Poshmark will pay for the shipping discount. So the shipping discount doesn't come out of, what your pay will be for the item if it sells, which I think is probably the best way to go about sending out offers on Poshmark. Personally, I would rather Posh pay for the shipping discount than me paying for it. Of course, the way that classic clear out works is if you lower the actual listed price of your item by at least 10% and the price has to be $15 or more. So the item has to be listed for $15 or more. And then You know, publish the item, it will send that offer out to everyone who has previously liked that item with the shipping discount included in it. That's what I do to send out offers to people when I'm trying to, you know, increase my sales for that week. That's the only feature, you know, discount feature that I use on Poshmark. There are make a deal days. Um, and again, you can send out offers to Likers whenever you you would like to. Um, I just personally, I don't use that feature. But um, yeah, if it works for you, that's that's wonderful.
0: So with the closet clear out, how do you know when they're having that? And does it apply to every single item in your, what do you it will- call it? Do you call them stores or you, you call them closets, right? On Poshmark? Yes, we call them closets. Yeah, so in your closet,
1: (laughs) like which one, which items would qualify? So all your items qualify for it as long as it's over $15.
0: And they'll give you an email or let you know, hey, it's closet clear out day. Or they give
1: you an advanced email. So Pashmark will announce when closet clear out is happening. They'll send you an email. And then there's also a banner at the top of your news feed, which will let you know when it is. They do vary when they run these promotions. Sometimes it seems like it's more often than usual. Sometimes they run it for longer than normal during like holidays and stuff like that. But yeah, you'll always um, know as soon as you log into the app and see it at the top of your newsfeed when Closet Clear Out is. All right. So moving on to the next tip, we have focus on sharing your own items above sharing other people's items. This might spark a slight bit of controversy, but we're going to dive into it anyways. When you have a closet on Poshmark filled with these items that you've listed, Poshmark does not do pay to play. You cannot promote your items. There's nothing like that. The way that you get your items seen above and beyond other people's items is by sharing that item. Let's talk about a pair of good American jeans. All right. Brand good American. Those are pretty popular right now. So if you have a pair of good American jeans that you're listing on your Poshmark closet and you want them to be seen above other people's American genes that they have listed. You just need to share that item more than the other people share theirs. So you can share it a hundred times a day. If you want to, you can share it once a day, twice a day. You can share it never, but the less you share it, the further down the search results it's going to appear. So when you share it, it instantly bumps it back up to the top of the search results when someone's searching for good American genes. When you're sharing other people's items, it does absolutely nothing for your items, your closets. It doesn't really do anything for their items either. It's just this idea of posh love that has been perpetuated by the company. They want you to spend more time on their platform. They want you to hopefully come across something that you fall in love with in someone else's closet and you spend your money and purchase that item the odds of that happening are so slim. Honestly, the odds of someone else sharing your closet and coming across something that they just have to have, or that they've been dying for and looking for everywhere is also very slim. So sharing other people's closets might seem like a really nice thing to do. And it is, but it really, truly, honestly does nothing to benefit you, your closet, your business or anything. So what I recommend is if you are feeling like you're caught in this sharing wheel on Poshmark is to stop sharing other people's closets, focus only on sharing your own. So if you spend maybe 30 minutes a day sharing other people's items, use that time instead to share your own items or list some new items in your own closet. That is what is going to help you make more sales, not spending time sharing other people's stuff. If someone shares your item, the only thing that it does is hopefully put it into the newsfeed, but no one shops off of the newsfeed. Let's be really honest. No one does that. The way that people shop on Poshmark is by searching for something that they're looking for. Maybe it's a crew neck sweater, an ugly Christmas sweater, open-toed booties, uh, Madewell flats, something like that. They They're looking... A little more specific. Um, And then when they come across those items, they'll scroll through the search results and use the filters on the side to determine color, price point, size, that sort of thing. They're certainly not scrolling through hundreds of thousands of items on a newsfeed, hoping that they come across something that they're interested in purchasing. No one has time for that anymore. All right. So moving on, we're going to talk about followers next and it might. Come as no surprise to you if that's my attitude towards sharing other people's closets. I also feel that followers do not matter at all on Poshmark. You cannot send out promotions to your followers. You cannot, like, if someone likes your store or follows your store on eBay, you can send them newsletters and coupons and all kinds of cool stuff. That does not exist on Poshmark at this time. So your follower count doesn't matter. So the only thing that your followers do. Like, let's say I'm following 50,000 people on Poshmark. That's what generates my newsfeed on the app. No, Similar it, to like Facebook. So Facebook, like all your followers that you are following
0: on Facebook, that's what shows up in your newsfeed. That's what Facebook wants to show you. So really, I mean, for me hearing that, if I'm buying on Poshmark, that would seem very overwhelming to just see all these random items and do people even shop from their newsfeed or I mean like you said they shop from the search bar because I've bought things on Poshmark and I don't even know if I'm following anyone on Poshmark I'll use the search bar because for me personally if I'm going to go to Poshmark it's because I can't find that item on other platforms right eBay is always my number one and then I'll go to Poshmark I have these Massimo shorts that I love And here in Arizona, I wear shorts all the time, but they're already sold out. I used to get them at Target and I can't get them in them anymore. And I have a specific size. So that's what I do when I go to Poshmark is I'm looking for something very, very specific. I'm not an impulse buyer. I'm not interested in seeing all the people I follow. Like I'm there for a reason. I want to find that item and I want to buy that
1: item. Correct. And I personally, my feelings are the same way. If I'm buying something on Poshmark, I'm not using it. Like I'm walking into the gap and browsing the racks there. I'm there for a specific thing. I'm look. I have an idea of what I want, whether that's shoes or a belt or something. I, I know what I'm looking for. It's not just a free for all. We're here to browse for hours and hours. And honestly, that's how other people use it also. Okay. So instead of focusing on sharing other people's closets and building up this huge follower count on the platform, there's so many other productive things that you can be doing on the platform, other than these things. So that includes, you know, listing new items, sharing your own items, doing research on what is selling. We're going to get into some more of that as well. Following that, the next tip is to source and list unique items, not the same exact stuff that everyone else is selling. So especially on reseller social media, you'll see there are certain trends that happen, and it's really easy to get sucked into those trends and think, oh my gosh, I have to find Lululemon, for example, when I go thrifting today, because everyone else seems to be finding, sourcing, buying, and listing Lululemon. But if you look on Poshmark at the number of listings that include Lululemon, it's mind-blowing. There are so many listings. And not that it doesn't sell, because it does clearly sell still, but it does not sell for as much as it used to. It's a little bit more saturated than it was Five years ago. And everyone is looking for that to add to their Poshmark closet. So if you come across it, great, but also source other things that are unique, that are on trend. Um, maybe you're, it follows your own personal style or fits into, you know, um, like Barbie core is a thing that's, a, it's a trend that's coming up right now. So it's like these pink suits and blazers and, it's what you would expect a Barbie to wear, you know, a business Barbie. So sourcing things that are going to fit into that trend right now, I that's what I'm looking for when I'm I'm out thrifting and looking for items. Um, I, you have to stay on top of these trends, otherwise, you're going to end up with a closet full of stuff that honestly everyone else has too. And the goal isn't to hang on to this stuff; it's to sell it, to resell it, and to make money off of it
0: yeah and with the trends i used to do that especially when i first started reselling i would follow other resellers see what they're selling and now i do the complete opposite so like with lululemon i put that on my list of i'm not looking for that because i don't want to i don't want all that competition especially since we're going to thrift stores garage sales we're buying one-off items i want completely unique brands that Mm -hmm. people are not looking for My point is with trends and things like that, just make sure that you know when the trend is on a downward spiral and it's just, there's just too many items out there. So like the Barbie core that you're looking for, if you can get in there early, great. But there are a lot of trends that you're gonna see on social media, other people that are selling, regardless if they sell on Poshmark, eBay, Macari, that just, they get oversaturated fast. So it is knowing how to buy it but also knowing when to stop buying it.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. Now there are certain items within some of these brands that we're talking about. Like, let's go back to the Lululemon example, like the scuba hoodies. They're always going to be popular. They're always going to sell. But if you're looking for just like a basic, you know, if you find a basic tank top that there's nothing really that special about it, you might be able to flip it, but you might end up hanging on to it for longer than you want to. So it's not as easy to do data research on Poshmark, but we do have a couple of tips that we're going to get into on how you can kind of find out when items were listed. So you can also see how long people have had them listed for when you're doing your research. Knowing when an item was listed on Poshmark isn't as easy, like I said, as on eBay, knowing how long it's been listed for, knowing when it sells. It's not that easy. So Poshmark doesn't put the year on their listings. So if you see that something was last shared on, let's say September 1st, was it September 1st of this year? Was it September 1st of five years ago? It's Sometimes it's difficult to tell and they don't remove, they don't really remove inactive closets. So you might come across an item that has been listed for a long time and the, the sellers just kind of abandoned their Poshmark closet. There is a way that I'm gonna show you guys, I'm gonna explain it to you on the podcast and YouTube, and then we're actually, like I said, going to do a reel on it on the Instagram so you can see step by step how to do it yourself. So, what you do is you go into the listing, you can do this on someone else's listing, you can do it on your own listing. I recommend just starting with one of your own to make sure you do the steps correctly. Go into a listing and then you right-click on any of the photos of that listing. You're gonna then click open a new tab and then it'll open a new tab with the photo that you right clicked on and then at the top where the url is located that's going to show you the listing date it's going to be slightly out of order i believe it shows the year first and then the day and then the month so it'll be backwards but that will show you when the item was listed which is pretty helpful in doing data research It's also helpful in your own closet knowing when you listed an item because you can use that to your advantage to know when you need to relist an item. That does give you a slight upper hand when you're relisting items um, if people are using the Just In filter to filter through search results. And one of the last tips that we have for you guys is to think about how you shop for items and how other people shop for items. How are you searching for items when you're looking for something specific? Like Liz mentioned earlier, a lot of posh users are looking for specific items. They're not looking for a shopping spree. They're not just browsing. Um, They're using search... They're using search terms and then they're filtering down from there uh, with using the filters on like the left side of the screen. You're going to hear a lot of things from other resellers if you're new to Poshmark, especially about organizing your closets. People like that aesthetic of having it organized by category. So all the shirts and all the shoes and all the pants are men's and women's or even by color. And I fell victim to this when I first started on Poshmark as well. Um, I love the organization of it and how it looks, but the fact is that people typically do not scroll through your entire closet looking at item by item. So they're going to maybe go to your closet. And then again, they're going to search by brand or category item size price filters. They're going to use some sort of filter. So your beautiful organized closet isn't going to look organized at all once they apply those filters. So please don't waste your time organizing it. It does not matter at the end of the day. And as a matter of fact, I actually heard on TikTok that a lot of like the younger generation doesn't like it when it's super organized like that. They want variety if they're going to scroll through closets. So take that and uh, do what you will with it.
0: It's time for another What's in Our Reseller Toolbox. In this segment, we share the latest tips and tools to help you build and grow your reselling business. Let's find out what
1: tool we have for today. So today's reseller toolbox we have for you is a service that I have used for a couple of years now. This is also slightly controversial. It is a Chrome extension and it is a Poshmark share. It's called VA. It has saved me so much time and so much frustration. And I know the reason that it's a little bit controversial is that Poshmark technically does not allow third-party extensions, but a lot of people use them. And my personal opinion is that the platform is largely female-focused and female-based, and it is the only platform that requires us to sit there and do some menial button clicking over and over and over a thousand times a day to get our items seen. Personally, I would rather pay to play like eBay and promote my items so I don't have to click a button a thousand times to share my item to get it to the top. But until Poshmark implements that, if they ever do, this is what we have to work with. And I'm not going to not share my items. I like the platform, it's a really good bread and butter platform for me. It's where I started and I do quite well on there. But I'm also not going to spend my valuable time as a small business owner sitting around clicking a button over and over and over again. So that's my little mini rant on sharing on Poshmark. <laughs> Um, the Pasher VA Chrome extension can be used on your laptop or desktop. They have implemented some really cool features. If it's been a while since you've checked them out, or if you've never checked them out, I think you definitely should. They allow you to schedule your shares so you don't even have to be present to click the buttons to have them go in and share your entire closet. You can schedule it for any time, day or night. And you can also share other people's closets if you must. Um, you can set that up as well. They do have an activity returner, so if someone does spend their valuable time sharing a hundred of your gorgeous items in your closet, you can set it up to return that activity and share a hundred of their items if you if you would like. They do offer. Um, Edit Next List or ENL, which is another big thing in the Poshmark community we'll get into in another episode. They allow you to follow closets, again, if you must. Um, And they also have a feature that allows you to send offers after an item is liked or um, at any point, really, you can set that up. And one of the newest features that they have is the Relist and Delist feature. So a lot of people have been pretty excited about that. I highly recommend, even if you don't use this sharing extension, that you try one out, at least try it out and see the huge change it will make in your business and the freedom of time that it gives you. Your time is so much more valuable than you sitting there at your computer or on your phone, just hitting the same buttons over and over and over again, sharing these items. We want you to be spending your time doing valuable things that are going to actually help your business grow. And sharing is one of those necessary evils for Poshmark, but there's ways to automate it. And I feel personally, like if you can automate it, you totally should. Okay, so we do have a code for you if you would like to try it out. The code is York. We're also going to have the link in the description down below in the show notes and on YouTube if you want to give it a shot. The code York is going to give you a 14-day free trial. There's no obligation. You don't have to put your credit card in. And then um, after that, it's just $25 a month plus tax. So pretty reasonable to run your business on Poshmark.
0: Yeah, and the way I look at things like that, using these types of tools... Or extensions or whatnot. Yeah, it's $26 a month, but if you're spending 30 minutes to an hour a day sharing your closet, that to me, I'm thinking in 30 minutes to an hour, I could get a lot more items listed and it will just end up paying for itself because you're listing more items, which means you're going to be making more money. So things like that, I feel like to automate your reselling business as much as you can. That is so important and to get those systems in place from the beginning. Back to our episode where Ashley is giving awesome tips for selling on Poshmark. Want to ask a few of the questions that I have about selling on Poshmark since this is not something that I sell on. I do not sell on Poshmark. I know you've been trying to get me to do it, but I do have some questions for selling on Poshmark. So the first thing I would think if I were going to start on Poshmark is like, what's the most important thing to do to make sales?
1: Okay. So personally, I feel the most important thing that you can do is to list new items to your closet consistently. Again, every day, if you can, a couple items every day. And I also believe that that is only slightly more important than sharing your items that you already have listed. So you can't just list and forget about those items. Like you can on eBay kind of, you have to continuously share them. So get yourself set up with a share, um, a Chrome extension. So you don't have to do it manually. I know one of the
0: things that when I see other resellers post about Poshmark, I see it on Twitter a lot. Are these like lowball offers Like you constantly have like, you have an item for $80 and then they offer 15 and it like seems like there's a lot of back and forth. Are there a limited number of offers that they can send you? And then how do you get rid of these lowball offers?
1: Okay. So this is also going to sound slightly ranty, but I promise I'll answer your question. There's no way to block lowball offers on Poshmark. Like you can kind of on eBay, you can start it out with like, you know, your offer has to be a minimum of whatever amount. You can't do that on Poshmark. And honestly, I think that if you feel you need to be able to block lowball offers on any platform... There's something wrong with your business, the way that it's set up. People send out lowball offers because they have an interest in your item. And whether you feel that it's insulting or not, that's emotional. And you have to take the emotion out of your business. So when someone sends you on an $80 item, a $15 offer, it might seem insulting, but they're expressing an interest in your item. Counter, take two seconds and counter offer send out what your lowest offer is, or if you want to go back and forth, send out your third lowest offer, whatever whatever you want to do, send them a counter offer. And this goes for any platform. I don't believe in blocking lowball offers because I believe that you're blocking out potential sales. Um, and I also think that a lot of bigger resellers post about getting these lowball offers on different platforms. They post about it on social media, to make it seem like we're just like you. I'm just like you. I can relate to you. I get lowball offers too. Isn't this so crappy? Like these people think that they can take advantage of us. They're trying to build a relationship with you on social media by posting about something that you can relate to. but it, they're expressing it in a negative way when it's it's really not emotional at all. They're just trying to gain you as a follower and gain your trust because, Eventually, they're going to try to sell you something. That's my personal feeling about it. Um, It's really not a negative thing. You have to think about who's telling you what they're telling you and why they're telling you this thing. Just take the two seconds and make a counter offer. That's what I'll say. So is there a way to, like with
0: eBay, you can decline an offer? Can you do that on Poshmark or do you have to
1: counter. You can certainly decline if you want to, and that will end the back and forth for the moment. They can send you another offer if they would like to. Um, Sometimes people will do that. They'll decline if it's, you know, they feel it's a super insulting offer. They'll just straight up decline it. And then the person will come back with a slightly higher offer. Um, I've seen some people decline that too. But again, personally, I would rather communicate with The person that's trying to express interest in my item. So, there is a way that you can communicate with them using your words and not just offers back and forth. You can add the item to a bundle on Poshmark and send them kind of a a note or a message and let them know, you know, thank you so much for your offer. Really appreciate your interest in this item. At this time, my lowest offer is whatever, $75. If that works for you, great. I can ship it out tomorrow. If not, I completely understand best. Of locking your search for an item, you know, I think communication goes a long way in sales. You know, in the car business, you can't just say you flat out no, I can't accept that offer for the car. You kind of have to go back, and you have to give them what you can do. You have to tell them what What can I sell you this car for? You know, they're there, they're in your showroom, they're interested in buying what you have. They cannot get it from. Joe Schmo down the street, like you have the car that they want, you know, like you have the item that they want. So just talk to them, communicate with them, send them a counter offer. Do you have any tips for
0: people that are just starting out? They only have a handful of listings. They don't have hundreds, like some people who sell on posh, like what would your advice
1: be to them? So if you have a smaller closet, like let's say a hundred or less items, you have a really huge advantage of being able to share your closet pretty quickly. If you're doing it manually, again, if you're using like a share extension, um, it can do that very quickly as well. So you can kind of share more often throughout the day before you hit the like share jail limit, they call it. And that's, I believe it's 10,000 shares in a day. Um, And then it kind of resets every night. So if you have a hundred item closet or less, you can share your closet a ton of times throughout the day before you hit that limit. And that'll keep bumping up your items in the search. So if you're trying to keep your closet smaller, focus on quality over the quantity, of course. Um, Make sure you have good pictures and just make sure you share your items a lot. So they keep getting bumped up. With the smaller closet
0: and, you know, we just went over the Posh VA sharer, would there be a, a number of items in a closet that you would then recommend getting the Posh VA? Like if somebody only has like 25 items, like would it even be worth it for them
1: to do that or... I guess it depends on how your business is structured and the other things that you have going on in your life. Maybe you only have 25 items listed on Poshmark and they're very specific to that platform, but you have 10,000 items listed on eBay. You're running a huge huge eBay business and you're sending in you know, a ton of stuff to Amazon every week. I guess it just depends on your business and what you have time for and how much you value your time. So if you feel like you can share your 25 items every day, a couple of times a day without it interfering with other things in your business and the time value currency makes sense, then sure, you can wait to, to get the... Posh or VA or whatever other extension is out there. I, I guess that's more of a personal case by case basis.
0: In your opinion,
1: since you sell
0: on multiple platforms, what do you feel sells best on Poshmark? Like how is Poshmark
1: as a selling platform unique? So a big benefit to Poshmark is the shipping, which I could do an entire episode on in itself you can ship up to five pounds for one flat rate, which is, I think, $7 and some change now, which, I mean, that's that's huge versus on eBay, you know, you're paying whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So heavier shoes, I list those on Poshmark. Um, it's really good for bundle deals up to five pounds. So I list... Of course, a ton of clothing. I list a ton of shoes and I also list some hot items that uh, people might not think to look for on Poshmark. If it's hard to find on other platforms, I'll list a couple of them on Poshmark and people usually they find their way there through Google searches. Obviously, the bread and butter for Poshmark is closed. That's how they started out. Um, They've added, you know, electronics categories, school supplies, all kinds of stuff like that. There's a boutique section. There, you have a ton of options with Posh, but I think the clothing and the shoes—that's definitely your best bet on Poshmark for sure. Can you explain the
0: bundles a little bit more? Like, if, how does it work for buyers? Like, how do how do they know to bundle something, or is it already offered in your closet, or do they just select a bunch of items and they get a
1: discount? Okay, so there's a little bit that goes into the bundle idea as well. So let's say you're scrolling through my closet and you find three items that you like, and then you hit the little heart icon to let me know that you like them or you're bookmarking them or whatever the case might be. So I see that you liked three of my items. I can add those items to a bundle for you. You can also add those items to a bundle if you know where the bundle button is. It's also like in the listing. Um, so you can bundle those yourself. There is an option for a seller to have a bundle discount just applied on their closet. So maybe that's, you know, if you bundle three items, you receive 10% off automatically, you could do, you know, whatever percentage that you want. So that's kind of an automatic feature that Poshmark does have, you can go in and then you don't have to have that on, you can bundle the items for them and send them whatever offer, you know, discount offer you want. When I went to Google, One of the questions that people had on Google that they search a lot is, is Poshmark worth it? I think that's a little bit of a loaded question. So is it worth it for me? Yes. Is it worth it for you? Maybe I can't really answer that question. Again, it's a case-by-case basis. If you're willing to put the time and the effort and the energy into actually working the platform the way it's intended to be worked, then yes, I think it's definitely worth it. I don't think that I could have made a full-time income just solely using Poshmark. I don't love listing clothing that much. If I love listing clothes, then yeah, maybe. But I love listing other things like toys and discontinued products and beauty and stuff like that, um, which does really well for me on eBay. So I think it just depends on where you want your business to go, your interests, what you enjoy doing what you don't enjoy doing. Um, if you can get around, you know, if you can deal with the sharing aspect to it, a lot of people are turned off by that, but if you feel like you can automate it, that's a a good way to deal with the sharing, uh, aspect of Pashmark. So is it worth it? I think it's, if you're new to reselling and you're looking for a platform to start on, I think, It's a great platform for people to start on to dip their toes into the reselling world and to see if they even enjoy it and want to continue with it. So yeah, I think they should try it before deciding, I guess, if it's worth it or not. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned
0: in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below.
1: Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck.